Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Angular Air. I'm Justin, your host. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about and getting into and learning more about Angular builders and schematics, uh, some tooling for the Angular CLI. Should be pretty exciting. We always love that. Um, I'm super geeked up to learn more about the builders because I think that's like kind of the next level of, of excitement, of, of enhancement to our Angular pipeline and uh, that sort of thing. So looking forward to it. Let's say hi to our panelists and then we'll meet our guests and then we'll dive right into the content. Joining us today, we've got Bonnie with us. Bonnie, what's going on? Whole lot of nada. I'm excited to be here. How are you doing? Doing great, doing great. We were talking about your plant growth back there in the back. Everything's looking very healthy. I'm no plant expert. I can't really grow plants, but to the visual eye of me, that looks great. It's much easier here than it is in Texas, that's for sure. Nice, nice. Alyssa's with us. Alyssa, what's going on? Oh, hello, everyone. I've got my cold brew here with a special treat of half and half added in, not black today. So I should be really uh, peppy for today's call. <laughs> nice, nice. I've got one of those cups, but I've just got water in this one. But I'm, I'm dual drinking it today. So I've got my tea, hot tea, and my water. So you'll be like incredibly zen to balance it out. <laughs> I, I really don't know what's going on there. I'm just going with it. So we'll see. Mike's with us today. Mike, what's going on? Uh, nothing. I'm just struggling over here trying to internet. Um, I was trying to bring up the YouTube chat on the side and I was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Can't move windows around and I'm good now. I'm all set. You remind me of my father-in-law. I was showing him he just got a Mac. And I was like, okay, so you can put these windows side by side, right? And I like do it. And he's like, what voodoo did you just do to my computer? Like, <laughs> I'm a big boy. I can browse the internet. <laughs> now, just a little tip. Uh, inside of our screen app right now, you should be able to see the comments from YouTube coming in here. So you might right. not need it. This, this is true, but I can't comment myself. You're, so you're correct. That I can do both. It's only read only in here for, well, as a host, I can comment, but yeah. So we have to, but it's, I'm just saying, <laughs> that's just what the app does. It's not me, it's what the app does. That's what I'm saying. It's good just to be the out. king. <laughs> look out, y'all, in the chat, Mike Brocky is coming. Is it? And, there you uh, so. I mean, like, if he can figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in you, Mike. Everybody, if Mike gets there, everybody say congratulations and, and welcome him. I've got Slack figured out. So, Alyssa, I'll send you a message in Slack and you just quote Yeah, we'll just chain it. We'll it. chain it. Yep. I love it. Thank you. We'll play some old school telephone. Huh? I like it. All right. Our guest oh, today, tonight, Santos, is joining us. How's it going? Hey, uh, hey Justin. Uh, thanks for inviting me. And uh, yeah, uh, excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. Um, would you like to uh, fill our guest in, or fill our guest, you're our guest, fill our, uh, our viewers in a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, so uh, hey everyone, uh, this is Santosh Yadav. Uh, so I'm a GD for Angular, and I'm one of the contributors for Angular, NGRX, and uh, I have a few of the open source projects uh, with the name NGX Builders. You can go ahead and see, check out the repo. We have uh, we re recently 
released a new UI component library for uh, Bulma CSS. And uh, the plan is to actually make it better in next six months. And we'll be working hard. Apart from that, I have uh, started my own talk show, uh, which is named as Tech Talks with Santosh. And uh, it won't be uh, really about Angular, because we do have some great contents from like uh, Angular Air is there, Angular Show is there. So a lot of contents from already from the community. So uh, I, I just wanted to do something different. It will be about the different topics. So we have the second episode coming up on 24th, where we are going to have the previous guest, I think uh, Ankit Sharma, who was there on Angular Air. So he'll be talking about Blazor on 24th. So looking forward to that. And is that uh, audio and video, or is it just uh, audio podcast? Uh, it will be audio video both. Very cool. So it will be on YouTube and Twitch. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So we're uh, we're talking builders and schematics today. You're going to teach us some stuff. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, I mean, of course, those are those two things are my favorite topic. And that's I think they are the reason I'm JD now. <laughs> Just kidding. Are we going to be talking about them together or as two separate entities or both? Both. As oh, you awesome. want, Mike. I mean, you can ask anything. <laughs> that's the extent uh, Mike, of my question. Don't worry. My questions will not be showing up in chat, apparently. <laughs> what? What's, what's up with that? I'm watching for you. They're looking for you over there. Like, really? Mike, just, just open YouTube and sign in, and then you do, <laughs> just do it. Just... Don't give up, Mike. You got this. Okay, but really, Santosh, can you tell me about that chair before we get <clears throat> to technical things? Uh, yeah, actually, I purchased this chair like this year uh, when I started working remote. Mm -hmm. So I needed a comfortable chair because, of course, you need to sit for eight to ten hours. So it looks really legit, but also intimidating. Like maybe like a, a king developer type chair. It's very like legit. <laughs> Captain's chair. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a gaming chair to be. Uh, to be <laughs> what what brand is that? Uh, it's it's a local company in Mumbai. So you might have heard about Mumbai. So I just got it from uh, Amazon. So they were listed and they had look, like good ratings. So I just took a chance and then purchased it. Very nice. Costed me around more than $200. So what are you, wait, are you showing us yours <laughs> too, Justin? Real similar. I got my desk uh -huh. standing up. So I don't know how I'm going to like, I'm going to lift the chair and check that <laughs> okay, that looks super awesome, but you're standing right now. You're so healthy. Yeah. It's really similar to the shape uh, of Santos. So it's yeah. super comfortable, huh? I mean, yeah. Gaming and programming and all this as stuff. You like, as you like squat your chair like on the show, that was beautiful. Thank you for that. <laughs> I was inspired. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mike, Mike, come back, Mike. Oh, Mike's standing because apparently Justin and Mike are both cool. Now, I don't even want to hear this, you guys, because I bought this beautiful uplift desk because I wanted to be just like Justin. And I brought it with me to Europe where everything is 220 volt and I can't use it. So I don't even want to hear about it. Oh, no. Bad. Is there not like converter thingy? No. Yeah, you can get a converter. I plugged it in and zapped it. This don't even get me started. We're Santos is going to teach us something. And Chaos Monster <laughs> is right. in the chat. Everybody's totally Martin. Hi, Martin. But and still, Mike Brocky is not in the chat. Martin is in the chat, but no, Mike Brocky. <laughs> Mike. I'm working on it. <laughs> Thank right, you so builders and schematics. Yeah. Santosh, if you just jump into the screen share, then uh, everyone will fall in line and, and we focus. will. We'll start. We'll be good. 
promise. No more no. chairs and tables. Just we're going <laughs> to. It's time yeah, for me, builders. I mean, yeah. So uh, do you want me to share the screen or. Or uh, you can, can start with the question. talk, whichever you want to do. Kick it off. Yeah. 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 So let's let's share the screen because I have some slides. So I think people will understand. People love what slides. We are. It's always good with yeah. visual. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see. Where is that? All right, we got it. See it? Yeah, so uh, actually, I presented the stock at uh, NG Vikings this year, and it was the same about Angular and schematics. So, uh, I mean, of course, uh, in case uh, you want me to, uh, you want to connect with me, these are the social media handles we can, you can actually get in touch. So, uh, these are the two things which we are going to talk about schematics and builders. And uh, let's see the schem schematics first, because uh, 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 schematics were the first API which was actually introduced as public API long before the even builders came into existence, right? So uh, my own experience or my own journey with schematics started like in 2018 because uh, and uh, I, I was not aware of this entire Angular community. I was just working somewhere as uh, in isolation as a developer and I was really happy with my job, getting good salary. So uh, the problem with my application was we had a UI library. So we had a UI component library and we had few, few of the components. For example, we had a, 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 a grid, which was actually nothing but an implementation on, on top of AG grid. So we customized it and based on the bank's requirement, I used to work with a bank. And uh, then we created a form which can be dynamically generated. So we the, the whole concept was you will pass some JSON and uh, you will get the entire UI available to you. You just need to write the business logic. That's it. Yeah, the developers don't have to focus more on the UI. It can be it can be generated from some JSON. And uh, while creating those component libraries, the biggest problem was the testing part because whenever we had to actually go ahead and uh, test them, we used to actually first publish it on uh, our internal artifactory. Then we used to install it and then test on the another. Uh, uh, another project which we created and once it is ready then we used to actually uh, there was another repository where we used to push it and check if everything is working fine so installation was actually uh, a really difficult task even the updating it right so if i have added something new or breaking changes it was really difficult to actually go ahead and ask the developers because a lot of developers was like may why why should i do it manually why just you uh, cannot have ng update like functionality I was like, uh, okay, uh, um, maybe we can do better. So I started reading about uh, schematics and then uh, I started exploring about the same thing, right? So ng update was already there. So I, I started reading and then realized that there are a lot of uh, library authors who have written ng add schematic, which can automate. And then ng update was also available for most of the libraries. So I started to read more about it and then uh, figured out, okay, there is something schematic which can be really useful in case I want to have automate automate uh, automate the installation part of my library or also if I want to create or modify some file for example uh, in my component library there were few services as well which we used to create manually for every project so that was something which was not required in case we move on to schematics right so I can just say ng add and whatever component for you you want to use and I will just generate all the uh, files uh, as part of your project and you don't have to do anything else and uh, we also realized that even on top of uh, just apart from creating or modifying the uh, files, we can actually give a schematics 
to actually create the new application with our own components. So we can just give them prompt uh, where they can mention, okay, I want to use, let's say, forms and uh, grid, or maybe they don't need forms. So I can just say, okay, just give me the grid and create the entire application for me. So those were the advantage which I realized can be done using uh, schematics. But unfortunately, I was not able to do it because it was taking a lot of time and then bank uh, the project which I had was like, of course, they said we don't have that much budget, so uh, you, we can just live with whatever we have. And then I, I decided to, okay, it's okay. So maybe this is not my day. I'll do it somewhere else. So I ended up writing, uh, as I remember in 2019, I ended up doing some changes for, for the first time in NGRX project. So And that was related to schematics. Eventually, my first open source contribution as well. So that's where my own uh, schematic journey started, and uh, that's what all uh, that's what uh, schematics is all about. Yeah, I mean we can discuss more, but uh, in case anyone has some questions, so we can take that first. <laughs> uh, for anybody who may not be familiar, can you talk a little bit about mm -hmm. what schematics are, uh, mm -hmm. the different things you can do with them? Yeah, so uh, schematics. Uh, so uh, you you already, uh, if you are an Angular developer and you are using Angular CLI, so you are already using a lot of schematics. For example, you do ng generate, or uh, in case you want to install uh, uh, Angular material, or you might be using ng ngx bootstrap, right? So you do ng add. Those are nothing but the schematics. What can they do? They can work on your file system. They can modify your files. They can generate the new files. They can uh, actually delete some files. Uh, similarly, uh, there are uh, multiple uh, schematics inside Angular and as well as outside the uh, outside Angular world. For example, NX. NX is nothing but the extension of CLI, right? So you they have created uh, something on top of CLI and uh, uh, it, which offers the same functionality. You can go ahead and create a new workspace, uh, a workspace with Angular project, a React project. So that's what uh, schematic offers. You do ng generate, right? That's a schematic. So you'd say, okay, let's create a component, and that's what schematic does behind the scenes. One of my favorite things about schematics is the opportunity to help um, implement architecture for your particular application or repository yeah. that your company or your team or might not be might be using, right? Uh, yep. To say like, look, here's our pattern. It consists mm -hmm. of this file or these components being used in these this way, and you can build all that out with schematics and, and have that easy way to ensure that the scaffolding of that gets meets yep. the needs of your architecture. Exactly. So that's why that's what I spoke about, right? Where I uh, where actually I had a use case that uh, I, in my application, my UI component library offers multiple components, but they might not need everything. So I could have actually written a schematics with to the option to generate a new application with only the component which they need. In uh, which actually. Yeah, yeah, mate. Well, clarification um, for those who aren't familiar is that with schematics, you're not limited to just the Angular ecosystem. It's exactly. Any text file. So if you want to essentially create a schematic to scale up a new application, sure, you can scaffold mm -hmm. up your application, but you could also or generate uh, .NET files or Java files or Go files or Node or Express, or Nest, whatever. Yeah. You can you can do any anything you want, uh, and NX uses it a lot, right? So NX in NX you can add a React project, you can add a Gatsby project, you can add uh, Express Best project, so you can do everything, and that's that's all schematics and builders. And you can add it to do refactoring. 
right? So you could add schematics that will handle some refactoring. Like you mentioned with yep. the ng update, that's kind of a similar kind of concept yeah. that it could also refactor your code. So it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be just about adding new files, right? Um, yeah. And it also can run over your code and do checks and look at things, right? Because you have this yep. ability to to look at those files, to use the abstract syntax tree to analyze yep. TypeScript code and, yep. and report on that. So so yep. many different things that you could do with it. Exactly. So I mean, ASTs are like I think uh, ASTs are the most important thing when we talk about schematics or build uh, schematics. So uh, because the entire code is based on the AST ST tree, right? So they check out okay what's happening. For example, ng update where we have to check okay if this module is uh, already added or not, or if I need to delete this file based on which module I should go ahead and delete. For example, if you're using uh, uh, if you're adding Angular Universal Project, right? So it adds actually removes a lot of code and actually adds a lot of code to your file. To your existing application, that's a difficult task to do. If I have to do it manually, I will never. I will say I will most probably say, okay, let it be. We will do maybe in next sprint. But uh, of course, there is a schematic which makes your life easier. Also, uh, updating, right? So if I have to upgrade now, uh, I am able to update upgrade a project from Angular 9 to 10 within an hour or <clears throat> most probably in a day, right? But there was a day when I was updating my own Angular project uh, from Angular 5 to Angular 7 because. And uh, we, when Angular 6 came in, I was not in that project. So uh, it took me around a month. So to make sure everything is working fine. So if you talk about schematics, there are three types of schematics. So one is ng add, and second one is ng generate, and third one is ng update. So if we're building our schematics for, let's say I have a repo and a project and I'm thinking about needing some schematics, is it typically, would you say that I'm usually in the ballpark of, of doing the generate schematics and the mm -hmm. add and the update is usually something that if I'm making a redistributable library, that's something that I dive into there? Or um, would there actually be other needs or, or other use cases for if I'm just managing my own repo code to be thinking about add and update? Uh, if I have to manage my own project, most probably you may not need, uh, I think, ng. No, you can actually, uh, if, you, if you're inside your own project, ng add is a lot of more of a, a more of a thing which can be added as a part of library, right? Because someone else is going to install your library. But if you are just managing your project, you are not going to distribute it somewhere, then I don't think so. You need ng add. You, uh, I think uh, ng generate and ng update would be, even though, uh, even in that case, you even uh, don't need ng update, right? ng update again comes into the picture whenever, when someone else is using your code as a library and then you want to upgrade it. So if you are doing it inside your project, most probably ng generate is the one library, one custom schematic which you can use. For example, a simple example which I can give you is for, uh, let's say, uh, you want to generate the template. Angular already generates a template for you, uh, a component or TS file. And you want that whenever you create a com uh, create your component, there might be some some extra things which, uh, used, uh, which is used in your project and you want to add it. Uh, a real-time example which I can give you is uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, people are moving to, let's say, uh, encapsulation none, right? So when you use encapsulation none, uh, you uh, most probably you are going to wrap it inside uh, a class, which is nothing but BEM model, which is block element and uh, a modifier model, which we uh, now most preferred. Uh, I think uh, a lot of people are uh, preferring it over uh, anything else. So you can actually do that using schematic, right? You can generate a new uh, component, then 
add your own uh, code in as part of that component.ts or in case uh, you have component.html. So if you have your own code base, I think ng-generate is more than enough. So what about the, um, how do the builders come into play here? Or is that, we're getting, am I getting too ahead of myself with the builder stuff? We still have more schematic stuff to talk about. I mean, uh, yeah, I think we can see how, how we actually write a schematics. So uh, we already discussed about uh, what is schematics. And then uh, there are three types. Generally, we write ng-add, ng-generate, uh, and ng-update, uh, right? So I've, I've not written an ng-update uh, uh, most of the time, because uh, never, actually. I have not never written an ng-update. But I have, uh, I have use cases where I have written ng-add schematic a lot and then uh, ng-generate uh, as well. So uh, whenever you write a new schematics, the first thing is uh, Angular CLI is available. You don't have to actually do it manually. Uh, you can create a new schematic using single command, which is available on the Angular docs. So what you have to do is you need to just do uh, the schematic CLI, which comes uh, with dev kit. You just need to install the, uh, I think it should be here. So uh, you can actually just go ahead and install this DevKit schematic CLI, and then you can create a new schematics project. So right now, let's say, for example, I'm saying ng-add, which will be my schematic name. You can add multiple schematics in a single project. So I can have ng-add, ng-generate, ng-update, uh, and whatever you want to, right? So uh, uh, three types and which we discussed about. And once you do that, you will get a project like this. Let me show you. I think I already have uh, one of them created here. So here I have added multiple, for example, generate and add. And universal is something which I was actually just doing some testing on the universal schematic, and then I added it here. But if you see ng-add, we don't have a lot of code. Uh, I've just written a single uh, create function, and the rest of the rest are commented. So uh, if you come to this project structure, right? so the important things to uh, create or uh, mention in, uh, in your collection or in your schematic is collection.json. So here you specify, okay, what will be my uh, schematic name, right? It will be, for example, here I'm, I'm saying it will be ng-add. This is something which can be anything. So I might have said, said component or may, may have said application or a library. So uh, this, this is the name uh, from which uh, your schematics will be called. And then uh, you have description and factory. So factory is nothing but where my implementation resides. So if I go to ng-add, I have an index.ts file here. And uh, this is ng-add function, which is my implementation. And if I see ng-add uh, function uh, or the uh, default function, which will be called, you have three parameters always. So that's what you mean by, uh, so we said rule tree and schematic. So these are the three things which we get here. So if you see the tree, tree is nothing but your uh, virtual file system. As we said, right? You can modify the file. You can add a file. You can actually delete a file. So that's what uh, is available via this tree. So tree is your virtual file system, and once you run it, it will uh, actually it can modify your file system. Schematic context is something which will which gives you APIs to work with, and options is uh, something. For example, uh, when you say ng generate, right? You can pass multiple options as uh, as well. You can pass hyphen fn module. You can pass uh, uh, okay. Uh, what type of component I want to create. So you can also pass type. So those are nothing but options. And how you define the option is based on, uh, there is a file called schema.json. I have not created here. Maybe uh, 
Yep, I have not created here, but I think it should be available in universal. Yep. So schema.json file is available where you can write down all the options which you have. Module, module. Uh, you, uh, if you have specific path to search for, or uh, which directory you want to look into. So those are the things which you can actually control via uh, this schema.json. So this is more of a verifying your inputs, right? So you can actually go ahead and mark something in required. So if you can say, okay, whenever I am creating a new component, name should be mandatory. So you can mark them as a required here. So this is schema.json, and then a lot of things remain same uh, in both the schematics and collection. But yep. So these are different methods. You have create, you have read, uh, you can actually overwrite, delete. So these are different functions. You can also generate templates, as as I said, right? You can actually uh, when once you do ng generate, it creates four files. If you remember, every time it creates four files. So you have uh, spec.ts, .ts, and then HTML and CSS. So that is something where this this uh, code comes into existence, where you can write or keep some code as part of your files folder. So I can show you. I think uh, it should be available into my another code base. Yeah. So you can see uh, uh, you have some files available here. And these files will be generated dynamically. So you, I can control what will be the content as well. So this is something which comes from another API, uh, which is uh, uh, so you have multiple functions available inside us uh, once you work with schematics. So you have apply function, which will up, uh, which will just uh, applies the multiple rules on on your tree. URL is just to search the for, search for the files and apply templates is actually. This, these are the templates where your uh, schematics will be applied. You may want to modify something. You may want to create the content based on the input. So everything will be uh, controlled by this code. And then at the end, you have to just merge. So uh, this code is more of like we have a virtual file system. Now uh, we are going to merge that virtual file system into your actually files, which is available on the disk. So these are, these are the, some important things which you need to remember whenever you are creating a new schematics. You mentioned the idea of setting that one property as being required within yep. your schema file. Did you have to mm -hmm. write code to be able to say, hey, that's required and do that validation? Oh, no, you don't have to write any code. So the uh, schematics engine automatically handles that. Uh, you setting up some sort of validation rules uh, based off of the schema that they recognize, and it automatically will handle that for you. Yep. Awesome. That's part of CLI. So CLI takes care of it. And uh, even uh, but, uh, we have another option, which is which is more amazing than this uh, this required parameter, right? So you have also X prompt, which is available as part of schema.json. So in case you want to say, okay, uh, you, everyone might have used Angular uh, Material, right? So in Angular Material, you get multiple options. It asks, okay, which type of CSS we are going to use, or which type of theme you want to use. So that uh, that is nothing. I mean, there is no code written for that. So you have an exprompt option. Once you mention this exprompt option, you will get the prompt automatically. And once you enter the values, it will be available with your property. So even you don't have to write any code here as well. This is one of my favorites. Uh, I love the fact that you can build out this like wizard for running that that schematic, right? Yeah, so people yeah. don't have to remember how many arguments does it take? What do I need to do for those? What flags do yeah. I need to do? You can just say, hey, look, run the schematic. It's going to prompt you and take you through the journey of asking you the questions to get to where exactly. you want to be. Yes. yes. Amazing piece. The other piece is that um, in terms of discovery is that if you try to run a schematic, like you specify mm -hmm. which you're going to run, you're like ng-generate, um, mm -hmm. 
uh, whatever you're generating for your custom schematic, if you do dash dash help, it will give you a listing of all those options. Yeah. All the options which are available, yes. So, uh, yep. So these are the some these are the some commands actually how you can test it locally. So whenever you have a repository where you have written schematics, I can actually run it now. But let's see. Uh, I've uh, I've not opened this code from a long time, but should be in working condition. So I can just uh, copy the schematics, generate, and I'll just say okay. Uh, name of my file would be uh, test on Angular Air. And I think it should generate a new file uh, for me. Yep, you can see uh, testangularia.ts file is created. So this is how this is how simple is it, it is. Once you know about schematics, right? Otherwise, it is really difficult to understand for the first time. Yeah. And now this is you have a repository that you set up that's just managing all your schematics here. It's like a separate standalone project, right? And that's one way to go about it. Another way would be putting those schematics in something like an NX repository, right? Where you could have yeah. custom ones in there. So um, what have you uh, discovered in terms of an approach? Like, is there a starting point for that? Is it really case by case where you say, hey, look, should I be creating a new project like this? Or should I be trying to implement custom schematics inside my existing repo? So uh, yeah, so uh, most of the time I uh, create uh, inside my uh, inside my library. So you may, uh, you may see this for example where we have uh, ng add schematics, which is part of my project. So I have created ng add schematics as part of my project, and whenever someone does ng add, so I will just go ahead and add some styling, install some packages as part as part of my ng add command. So this this is something which you need to implement, right? So this is this this is this uh, differs. I think, yeah, yeah. So this, this this implementation differs. So you may may need to uh, the best approach is uh, for each library you should write some schematics. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this is uh, enough from the uh, schematics part. I mean, we can move at. Yeah, I saw Mike mentioned in the chat uh, that we do have several other uh, older episodes of Angular Air where we dive into schematics as well. So everybody who's watching, if they want to get more deep dive, they can search for those episodes as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've done a little bit with schematics myself. I'm just, I'm just deferring to you, let you uh, run your show. Uh -huh. Uh, so yeah, any any more questions on schematics we can actually take, or otherwise we can move to builders, and then we can see how we can combine both. <laughs> is this repo published somewhere that people could take a look at it? Uh, this is ngx bulma is uh, available on GitHub repo, GitHub, so you can just go to. And there are actually a lot of builders and schematics which is available on my project, so uh, you can just go to my GitHub repository, which is uh, Santosh Yadav Dev, and you can look for ngx builders. I'm sure. I'm, I hope this is visible. That's perfect. Perfect. Thank so, you. So you can uh, you can go to any uh, any of the project. The first thing which I do is uh, I I go ahead and write uh, schematics because I know them, right? So uh, before writing code, I uh, prefer writing some schematics. So I have this Netlify builder which I wrote a long back 
uh, maybe yeah, uh, maybe a year ago. So this is something which where you can actually deploy an, an, an Angular application using ng-deploy command. So here also we have written some schematics with uh, uh, with const uh, with the prompts. So you can actually see how prompts are implemented. So uh, it's it's uh, everything is available here. So yeah. So this is uh, this prompts will actually ask you to enter some ID and then these values will be available inside your code. And this is how you you can make it uh, mandatory. So most of the projects which is an inside NGX builders contains a lot of schematics and builders. Nice, nice. That ties into the last week's show when we talked to Joey about learning of going from passive learning to active learning to be able to go and find something that's on the code and be able to explore and play with it. Good. Plug okay. last week's show. Cool. Uh, yep. So, any any other questions which we have? I don't see. Any. I think we're ready for builders. I'm ready. Yeah. For <laughs> Hopefully, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready for the combination. So. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's let's talk about Angular builders. And uh, I really I really love builders because that's that was my first open source project which was built on uh, the builders and which was for ng deploy. So I love to talk about builders a lot. So uh, before we actually move into Angular builders, we have to understand the problem which was there, which Angular builders solves, right? So if you go to Angular four or five project, if you you had all these commands available like e to e lint test. The problem was uh, when it comes to the build and sub uh, sub commands, it well it was not available here. So if you remember in Angular four or five, lot of lot of developers they used to write or uh, they used to use one command which was known as ng eject. So ng eject was the command uh, which was uh, a command which gives you the webpack file which is actually available internally in Angular CLI and now ng eject doesn't work anymore. So it is uh, it is uh, deprecated and it is removed now. So a lot of developers used to actually extract the uh, this config JSON file, and then they used to find okay, this is where my build and serve commands exist, and then they used to write uh, some extra configuration which they might want to. Uh, the most common use case which I had seen was maybe they want to uh, add some some content to their uh, index.html, right? They want they want to include, uh, let's say the uh, uh, the token for maybe your uh, Google Analytics, right? So they want to add the tags. So a lot of people were doing that, and that of course that that was a no, not a good approach because people were moving from Angular CLI, and Angular team wanted everyone to use Angular CLI, so uh, it will be easier to uh, upgrade your project in future, right? So the uh, three problems which we had, which of course there were a lot, but I have listed three: is the overriding Webpack configuration, building and publication, publishing Angular libraries. If you remember in Angular four or five days, we used to actually use ng packager, uh, configure everything by ourselves, and then uh, deploy it. Right, that was a pain. And uh, again, if I want to use some tools like Jest or uh, Cypress, uh, that was again difficult because you need to write everything manually. So this is where uh, ng eject was useful, and I you use this meme a lot. That a lot of developers were actually moving on to custom config rather than Angular CLI, and this is what. Uh, Angular CLI said, "Okay, they said, okay, we will we will change. Just don't leave us, right? And then now now you have the builders API, which was available and made public in Angular 8. But Angular 8 was when it was released publicly. 
But if you go ahead and create a new application in Angular 6, you will see something like this. So you will see surf command with something known as builder and some options. So preparation was done a lot before actually this, uh, this APS became public. And uh, Angular, uh, uh, this is the point where actually, uh, if you remember, uh, I was, I'm not sure, dot angular hyphen cli.json file, which used to exist earlier. I, am, am I correct? Anyone remembers that file name? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, now they replaced it to angular.json, right? It easy to under, easy to remember as well. So angular.json, uh, uh, the file name was replaced and then we got all these commands, which were available. So you got builders and then options. And I was just wondering what is this? Because I was not aware of, uh, what builders are. So I was really happy that I don't have to actually go ahead and write everything in my webpack now because it exposes a lot of properties. So now I can actually replace uh, uh, index.html, right? So I can just say, okay, replace this index.html with this index.html and it works. And I can include my assets, styles, everything into, uh, into just my JSON. I don't have to do anything extra. So I, I was really happy with this and, uh, and then uh, everything was available. Then people started writing their own their own custom builders. And I was like, okay. Uh, now, from where this came in, and it was available way before actually Angular 8 made it public. So, uh, if you go to Angular schematics, the, there is only a one function which you need to implement. So, you have a function called create builder. So, this is the function which you need to implement and it, which takes uh, multiple parameters. So, you can see the parameters are builder options. Builders, builder options are the same as we discussed in schema uh, in. Uh, Schematics, right? We said, okay, there will be a schema.json from where you will get the inputs. So similarly, builder, op builder options does the same, but how it is useful. So if you go to any uh, any of your command, which is available in your angular.json, you will see options. So these options are something which will be available to you once you run your schematics. So you can go ahead and add multiple options, which are the inputs which you, you want to receive, right? For example, in my own custom schematics, I'll show you one which I wrote for uh, Netlify where we needed to deploy it uh, on uh, their own uh, uh, on Netlify, right? So once you run this command, so I added up, I added multiple, uh, no, not this one. I think, uh, where is that clip? Oh, okay. Source map and this is, yep, uh, no. Nginx builders, okay, I don't have that file, but I, I can so show you for like another builders builder which I wrote recently called Analyze. So I'm sure uh, in case uh, you have seen the talks from Igor and uh, Igor uh, from uh, at ngconf and might be the recent talk from Stephen. So they talked about a, a tool a lot, which is known as Source Map uh, Explorer. So I ended up writing a Source Map uh, a builder for Source Map Explorer where you can just say ng add and your the builder name which I have and then just run ng run analyze and it will just and uh, run everything in the backend in uh, behind the scenes and uh, you, it will just give you the statistics and you can actually see that so here also I have written some uh, schema.json where I have given some uh, options so I can pass these options when I run my own command so this is what uh, builders lets you do so they lets you create a new command whenever you want to. Earlier, there was no option to actually uh, create a new command. There was an option to actually create schematics, but schematics are not uh, really uh, the commands, right? So if I go to the commands, they will be something like 
uh, ng build, ng run, right? Those are the commands which actually does some uh, runs your application or uh, which your, builds your application. Using builders, you can actually override those processes. Even if I want to serve multiple application at once, can we do that? Yes, we can do that using the custom builders. Or you may want to uh, have a single command to build all your applications. Yes, you can still go ahead and do that using builders. So uh, that's what our you want to create a new command. So you that's something which builders offers you. So uh, this is where actually I added some options which you can pass during uh, while you run, you're running your command and which will be available into your options. And the second parameter, which is context, will give you some APIs to work or execute the uh, existing commands. Or uh, maybe you want to uh, see which project or in which context I'm running, right? Uh, for example, if I have executed this builder for project A, it should not go ahead and run project B, right? So to get all the information, you can get it out of context. And if I go to uh, the APIs, the, there are two important APIs which we have. The first one is schedule target. So what you can do using schedule target is, so you, you, we just uh, discuss about context, right? So context, uh, so you have scheduled targets. In scheduled target, what you can do is, if I go to any project, uh, you will have all the commands which are available here. So inside architect, you will see build, serve, extract, test, lint. All these are uh, different commands which we have available. So I can just pass this command as an option, as an uh, value here. So I can say, okay, go ahead and run this particular command. Then I can go ahead and uh, pass which project on which project I want to run it. And then you can pass configurations, or you can also pass options in case you want to override any. So this is uh, for that purpose. And in case, uh, I'm sure everyone uh, knows about NGX Build Plus, like uh, a great utility which is available. You, in case you want to run NGX Build Plus as part of your build process, and you don't want to add it as a command, yes, you can go ahead and do that. You can just pass the builder name here and uh, whatever different options it uh, or parameters it takes, and you can just uh, execute this command or uh, execute this builder as part of your own command. Uh, first of all, is my audio okay? Can everybody hear me? Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Sounds good. Much better. You sounded like you were doing this number earlier. <laughs> I, I was. No. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to use YouTube. No. <laughs> so what you're saying with this, uh, with being able to create your custom builders, is that mm -hmm. you have extensibility. So if I wanted to yeah. do something on top of my build process, I don't have yep. to go run Webpack and all the other tools and how to call the TypeScript build and piece that all together and lazy loading and separate those bundles. I don't have to worry about all that. I can just add my custom piece on top of something that's already running. Exactly. That's hugely powerful so that you don't have to learn <laughs> everything to make one little tweak. Yeah. Like extensibility for the win. Yeah, exactly. And it's real similar to the schematics too, right? If you say, hey, look, we want to build components, create new components in a certain way, like you talked mm -hmm. about with the view encapsulation, things like that, you could, mm -hmm. under the hood, call the existing schematic, same way we're doing the existing builder here, and just send in certain parameters yeah. every time, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you can do that with schematics as well, right? Uh, there is, I think there is an API called run external schematics. Uh, you can actually do uh, context.run uh, external schematics, and then you can just pass which schematic you want to run, maybe a component or maybe a new application, maybe in library, and then it does the same thing. And not only that, you can run internal schematics too. So if you want to separate things out, yeah. uh, for example, uh, the ng-new schematic, it actually mm -hmm. will create the files that it needs, and then it'll create a module, 
It'll create a component for you. And I may create a server. I think it's just a component. Um, but then when you create a new module, you can automatically create a component as well. Yeah. Um, so you can definitely manage that internally as well to break things out and have smaller pieces. Yeah. Santos, can you bring up the uh, Angular JSON file again that you had? Uh, uh, the older one? Uh, just the Angular JSON file where you had the configurations for the architect configurations, right? Oh, OK. So this so, one, which I'm yeah, yeah, that one right there. So the cool thing is that we're talking about is you're talking about the build, but you also mentioned these other things like test and lint, right? Um, yeah. The, when we create these builders or these custom builders, they could be for any of these things, right? So yes. build, building and deploying or building, deploying our application, but it also be for linting or doing the testing, like you mentioned, Jest or any type of other yeah. thing. Um, the analyzer for the bundle analyzer, uh, maybe yeah. things like Lighthouse and testing the Lighthouse, you know, you can create builders mm -hmm. for those things and then have that ability to wire those up to like your CI environment, Jenkins or Travis or whatever that can call that and can validate, run those processes, run your custom build, validate that they worked, do guidance yeah. and checks and things like that. Yeah, yeah, really powerful. And also That's the idea of what comes from the built-in commands of like build that you can specify default options within here and then even uh, further override those through custom targets like the production target. Yep. So for your own component, for your uh, if you're running things in a CI environment, like Justin mentioned, is that you mm -hmm. can provide those options in the Angular JSON so that they're consistent, and your commands don't become really long with a lot of different options. Uh, yeah. Set them in the Angular JSON and potentially override them for a given configuration. Yes. Yep. Santosh, Rares wants to know about uh, order of operations. How do you handle order of operations within your file? Uh, uh, which which operation you're talking about? Like, how do you, if you, if you want to handle things and you have to wait, like you want to build something or you want to generate some files, you have to wait, then how do you make sure that that completes before you go on to the next step? If, if one step is dependent on the step before it, uh, how do you handle that? Okay. So he's, he's talking about schematics. Oh, okay. So in uh, the schematics, I think, uh, yeah, one second, uh, let's, let's go ahead and do that. I think we had yeah, this one, right? So if you go to schematics and uh, let me just open the generate command where we are creating some files and uh, hmm. so uh, if you see this one, I think uh, tree dot. So all this, uh, well, I can just do F12 and so all these operations which we do in schematics, um, uh, especially creating the files, they run, uh, they run synchronously. So they will, uh, you don't, uh, until unless this is created, uh, you, you cannot uh, go ahead and run another command. And also schematics can run asynchronously as well in case you are running external schematics. So you can actually uh, use a wait keyword or wait till the operation is completed. For example, which I have done here is, I'll show you, I'm not sure, show source map. Analyze index of TS. Yeah. So here I wanted to run the build process, right? Which is asynchronous. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm using the await keyword to wait till the uh, till the entire build is completed. Then I'm checking. Okay. If this result is successful, then just go ahead and run my uh, analyzer. Otherwise, don't. Otherwise, just go ahead and say, okay, there is some error, and then report this error back uh, to the user. So uh, of course you can use a sync and await, and uh, the APIs which are available, create builder, or if I go to schematics, they both return promises or, and or observable. You can choose whatever you like. Here I'm using promises, 
you can see I'm I'm returning promises, but I can also return observable. Easy. Yeah. No, I think he has a different question. That is, I mean, what if I want to do something before or after mini? So this is what, right? So you. Uh, whatever code you write before this will be uh, will be executed, and then once it comes to this, it will wait till this entire process is completed. And this is where I'm checking if this is completed or not. So they return promises, and you can just see okay what what happened to my build process? Is it completed or not? So you can see the output is actually a promise of type builder output. Right. I think what he's asking though is like. With the given Angular CLI builder, the default builder, mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. there are any hooks that are provided internally to the process. So basically, let TypeScript compile the TypeScript mm -hmm. compiler run and convert all my TypeScript to JavaScript, then do something, then uh, bundle and everything else. Yeah, I got confirmation from where is there. Um, from my understanding, uh -huh. there okay. is no specific hooks that are available to be able to tap into the process while it's running. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't see why it couldn't happen for a custom builder. Uh, but then you get into the idea of implementing the full um, logic of the TypeScript build and the minimization or minification and bundling. Uh, okay. So if uh, okay, so he's talking about if I, what in build process I want to capture where my uh, where my uh, I'm actually doing dead code elimination, right? So something like that. So. I think uh, that's something which is not provided by this. But what you can do is you can write the entire Webpack code. You can actually import the Webpack. Okay, uh, that's nothing but a simple uh, a package, right? Which is available. So you can you in that case, what you can do is you can write the entire uh, code by yourself. So you can just import the build, uh, import Webpack, and then write whatever you want to. And then you could still have your individual builders. That, that you set up to do the small pieces and then use the schedule target inside of a, uh, you know, do the workflow builder that you're making yeah. that needs to call multiple builders that you have, right? If you want to scaffold that together to say, hey, look, I can run them all at once to say, just yeah. do this one command, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I think uh, this is this is uh, about the two APIs which we have. You can also report the status if you are uh, if your uh, particular builder is running or not. So you can use report status in case there is some errors. Uh, this is uh, useful in case uh, we we are trying to run multiple commands, right? So or uh, uh, so what you can do is you can okay, uh, say okay once my build process is completed, I will say report status maybe something called running. And then if some it fails somewhere, I can just say, okay, this is now in error, st error state. Or if I want to stop, or if I want to wait for some some more uh, more things to um, more things to take from the user, I can just say, okay, this is right now in waiting state. And whenever you want to start it again, you can say, okay, report running. So it will start running the uh, build process again, or whatever command we, which you have written. So this is another API which is available and. Uh, then this is the same. Uh, if you remember uh, our collection.json in uh, schematics, in builders you have something known as builder.json. So in builders.json you can uh, you can define all the uh, different builders you are writing. So here I am I have written analyze uh, which I am using right now, and then you can define uh, implementation. Implementation is okay where my implementation reads sites. Schema schema.json which will be used to verify your inputs, and then description. So nothing more than that. And uh, once you do this, uh, you have to just make sure that 
you are adding this particular line of code in your package.json. So once you deploy it uh, and run your builders, uh, uh, your package.json will be available on, uh, on, of course, Artifactory. And then once you run a schematics or builders, it will just refer it from here. So okay, this is from where I have to take the information about builders.json. Similarly, for schematics, you have collection.json. And once you run a schematics, it will go ahead and see collection.json and try to see if I have written the implementation for ng add, generate, or maybe other commands. Very cool. Seems like there's this opportunity for people to create, like you have here, this analyze builder, right? And other builders that that we could just import into our project and start using. Um, yeah. Is there a spot where somebody could find like some existing builders that they may be able to pick from before writing their own? Yeah, so uh, glad you mentioned it. So uh, when I was actually learning about Angular builders, and this is what I struggled with. So I, I created a website called angular build, angular-builders.dev just for myself. So I can just go ahead and see if there are some builders which are available. So uh, you can just go to angularbuilders.dev and you can search for all the packages or all the custom builders which are available. So you have Angular CLI, JS pages. Uh, there is a deploy package for Azure. Then we have something for uh, uh, Zite. So all the all the recent builders are available here. For example, AWS uh, builder is also available. Then ng process environment someone wrote. So you can just click on repository and see how it is written. You can refer the implementation. And you also have that references link over there on the side too. That's a great yeah, yeah. for yeah. if you're getting started building a, a builder, there's some great yeah. links in there to, to guide you on that. Yeah, I, I just created this site for myself, so I, I, I don't have to go ahead and refer something else, but a lot of people are actually referring to it and uh, they I keep getting some PRs whenever someone creates a new builder. Well, I really appreciate it. I came across it the other week uh, as I was diving into some builder stuff and landed on there. And then I ha it had everything that I needed to get started <laughs> what I needed to do for the builder. So big plus, big thank you for that. Ah, so Jeffrey is there. So Jeffrey is one of the uh, uh, guy, uh, one of the uh, community member who wrote this NGX AWS deploy. Yeah, he's in the chat <laughs> too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I uh, also raised a PR That's for Jeffrey. this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna be on the show, you guys. We're just gonna, uh, we're just trying to convince him. I think oh. he's really smart. He's able to use YouTube chat. <laughs> he's really nice. Hey, hey nice. so we were to set out building like our own like lighthouse builder and we wanted mm -hmm. to get it listed on here. Is that like a pull request away that we'd create from, from here to get it listed? Uh, yeah. So you can just go ahead and create a new PR. You don't have to do anything. You uh, there, is just a, there is just a JSON file where you may uh, need to make an entry and that's it. Nice. Can just, yeah. So you can just go to assets and uh, all the uh, all these things are builders.json. So you just need to add your entity here, and that's that's it. And it will automatically build and uh, deploy. So you can verify your PR, and once verified, I just need to merge it. I really like the resource. I'm excited about it because I think it'd be a great spot for you know as you're tackling and in your own repositories and the things you need to do can you go to a central place and find what's already there so you don't have to rewrite it, right? And how do you discover that? And this, is, this brings that hub to it, which is awesome. Yeah. And it's easy and to remember, angular-builders.tev. I like it. Uh, yeah. So I, I can share this with you in chat. 
Awesome. Well, we're at the near the top of the hour, so we should probably wrap up. Any last yeah. things about the schematics of the builders you want to get in before we wrap up? Or I think we are almost done. So we just need uh, we we just we are just done uh, how to you uh, uh, create the builder for using the builder. Uh, all most of the builders has ng add command, so I'll not go into that part. But uh, if you want to just go ahead and see uh, how it is done, I, I already had a code open here, so I have uh, added this uh, analyze as. Uh, uh, as a command here and whenever I, I want to execute it i have to say ng run my analyze uh, command uh, sorry project name and then colon analyze command so that's it and uh, your ex uh, builder will execute nice nice and of course we can run that locally as we're working on the code but we could also wire that up into our ci environments and have that run that command as well right uh, Okay, so uh, for running it locally, you have to use Simulink. So uh, you can just create a Simulink and then you can run it. That's what I do while testing. And that's in the case where you have your uh, builder schematic or your builder code in a separate project, or mm -hmm. if the builder code is part of your repo, uh, do you need to do that Simulink? Can you do like just file reference for that or do you know? Uh, okay, so I generally write uh, builders as part of different packages. So uh, every time I use, I use uh, the uh, the simulink, but you can do that actually. So I think we don't have much of time, but I will just tell you how to do that. In case you want to run uh, the uh, schematics and builders as part of your own code, you can actually go ahead and use uh, NX, right? So I think we were supposed to talk about it, but we took a lot of time here. So you can actually use NX where you can keep entire code base uh, in a single repository. And I think I have a project which is available, should be available here. We quickly go through it, ngx builders. I'll show you. Yeah, and this is also which is available on um, GitHub. So in, on GitHub, you can find this project with the name of uh, Strapi. So what I was I'm trying to do is there are a few community members who actually approached me if we can write something for Strapi, right? Similar to React and uh, Gatsby, you can also create a new Strapi project inside NX Dev Tools and use it. So that's what I'm working on. So uh, in uh, NX, uh, you get a folder called Tools, right? So you can actually uh, add your schematics here and then use it as part of your own build process uh, and even builders. So that's that's a really good cool thing about NX. You don't have to actually deploy them. You can just uh, test it locally, uh, verify it locally, and you can also just write it for your own project. It's not like you have to deploy it somewhere. You can actually go ahead and write it for your own, own project, and they will work. In case you want to deploy it, you can actually use something known as uh, NX uh, plugins, where they generate all these builders and schematics folder for you, and then you can write the code and deploy them. So these are two things which uh, where you can actually combine both schematics and builders. Nice, nice. Definitely another topic for another episode. That'd be a good one to dive <laughs> into. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we're at the top of the hour. So why don't we uh, do some picks if any of our team has picks, and then we can kind of call it a day. Uh, do uh, panelists, any panelists have any picks they want to wrap it up with? I'm just heading over to Twitch to be on Code It Live soon. So uh, we're going to do UI Wednesdays. So if you're bored afterwards or you know need some UI entertainment, uh, check it out. What, what's the URL for that? Uh, Twitch.tv slash Code It Live. Code It Live. 
very cool. Very cool. Bonnie, Mike, you have any picks? I do. Mike does. All right, Mike. My picks are, I'm going to combine them into one. Uh, my pick is season two. And by season two, there's two shows for season two coming up. Uh, one is The Umbrella Academy on Netflix. I enjoyed the first one. It's kind of uh, a little bit quirky, but I enjoyed it. And the other is The Boys on Amazon Prime. Um, both superhero related. Um, but yeah, definitely both interesting and happy that season twos are coming out within the next month or month and a half or so. All right. Nice. Nice. Bonnie, you have any picks today? Justin, you know very well what my pick is. Yeah, are you, you sure? I don't him? know. You may not have a pick. No, today. yeah, I, I, you can tell him, or you want yeah, me to tell yeah. him. No, can I just take pick? a. I want to take a wild stab. Is it deviled eggs? I, so I think we're done. Now. <laughs> no, you can't check it out now, right, Justin. Bonnie, what's your pick? Uh, okay, so I we were talking in the pre-show uh, before we went on the air, and Justin said there's something that he has always wanted to do. Always, he's always wanted to do this. He's always wanted to. Do you want to tell them, Justin? No, it's your pick. <laughs> okay, Justin has always wanted to learn how to play the piano, and he has a keyboard in his possession. And this is my pick. I want him to learn. I want him to try it and uh, and update us. And so I want you guys all to encourage Justin to do it because now's the time. Okay, so Chase your week, dreams, Justin. Next week, we want to hear a little ditty on the key. Oh, that would be so cool. I, I mean, I, I wasn't going to put him on the spot, but Raris <laughs> is over here like holding Jeffrey's feet to the fire in the chat. So I think this is a, this is the, the night to encourage everyone. So uh, Justin, can you just try to play us a little... Remember what I said about the masking tape on the keys and just, you know, if, if you have time. All right. All right. I appreciate the encouragement and, and helping me with <laughs> this goal. So I, that very much appreciated. Thank you. Um, I will probably record something and just play it back instead of trying okay. to do it live. Yeah, hey, that counts. I like, I like it. Not here. It's over in another room and, and B because, yeah, I don't want to screw that up. So <laughs> we'll see. You're a beginner. No, it's allowed. Any progress is allowed. All you have to do is make noise in the beginning and that's progress. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. I can do that. Like a cat, just bang it. I'll do that. See? <laughs> you right. cannot fail. Covered. I didn't. The only. All like my son this. He's one. He walks in and my guitar is on a stand and he strums it and he goes, la. And I'm like, <laughs> Who taught you this? So he goes and makes music. So I would accept that from you, Justin. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think we your assignment is that. just to play it, Justin. That's it. That's all you got to do. Just play. All right. I, I need to make Santos. a music video, Alyssa. I'll accept that. So <laughs> Santos, that was a really great show, and it was a really great topic too. Mm -hmm. Thank you, thank you, Bunny. Mike, right. I'm really proud of you for making it like into the chat. Uh, sorry, uh, Justin. Do you have any picks that you'd like to share? Uh, nothing much. I mean, uh, in, I'm, I have just started uh, uh, this that uh, in case you need any help uh, on Angular or TypeScript, you can actually connect with me. I'm trying to help a lot of uh, developers out there. So if you have anything, uh, you can act or you, uh, you are interested uh, on being a GD. So you can connect with me. I'll, I'll help you. I'll work with you. And uh, let's see how it goes. So that is something which I'm doing apart from the talk show, which I already spoke about. Yes, can you share the link for the Twitch and YouTube for that so that everybody uh, can? Yeah. Uh, so uh, all the information uh, is available on my portfolio. So anyone can refer to it. All the shows are listed here. And uh, even all the details where you can get in touch with me, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything is available. 
Cool, cool. Thank you for the cool show, man. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. I want to reiterate what Bonnie said. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on, sharing your time, sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Justin. Yep. Thanks a lot. All right. That's a wrap. Have a good one, everyone. We'll catch you next time. I guess I'll be <laughs> keying the ivories. So we'll see. <laughs> Later.